Thank you for joining us at Youthology Resources every week. Every week we bring to you a topic in youth leadership. And this week we are doing a new topic that several youth leaders around the country have asked about lately. I've had two calls about this in the past week and I haven't done anything on this for about six years. So it is the topic of finances and money and giving and youth leadership in youth ministry, right? Now, you might be thinking that students are broke. Maybe you're thinking you're broke. (laughs) That is simply not true. Well, let's just say uh, that teenagers know where to get the money, okay? I'm sure all the parents out there know what I'm talking about. If teenagers don't have it, they certainly know where to get it. Many churches have done series on tithing and generosity raised funds for missions and youth missions around the country, such as Speed to Light. And it's made me think about the giving of this generation of young people. Most stats prove that teenagers spend about $300 billion every year. Billion. They are big time consumers. And I would like to see the church capitalize, sorry for the pun, capitalize on this spending trend for the benefit of poverty and starvation and mission or cause, okay? We are people that like to hold, take, gather, keep. The problem with this is that most of us have never outgrown that childish desire to grab something, to take it, and to hold it. When a child has a grip on their favorite toy, they cannot be separated from it very easily. Unless you give them something else, then they hang onto that and then it's difficult to get. Anyway, you know the cycle. If a child is set upon wearing a certain shirt or you try to redress them, you're in for a battle. (laughs) It's that focus on maybe one thing and mine, right? We're really good at saying mine. But in the same way, all of us have to grow into giving especially when it comes to money, time, talent, resources, and specifically the tithe. The biblical principle of giving 10% back to the Lord. Now, I'm not going to defend tithing here in this teaching because I believe that it is strongly, hear me, strongly, it is a strongly biblical, sound teaching. Uh, Well, actually, the New Testament takes tithing to a whole nother level, It is the concept of giving, right? That we would give everything in the New, but let's not, uh, I'm sure we don't want to have a discussion about the New Testament concept of giving. So let's just stick to the tithe or the 10%, (laughs) right? Oh, okay. Listen, a quick glance at the numbers shows that as a church, we haven't been very obedient to the tithe and generosity. And yet look what we've been able to do in many cases, uh, with the little uh, finances the church does have. Look at these stats. Only about 12% of evangelical churches tithe. The number of churches who reported decline in giving of the tithe in in the church increased from 36% to 28% of churches that had a decline. The average American only gives between one, one, and 3% of their income to any charity at all. 
Although only about 12% of people tithe, Christian people tithe, 78% of churchgoers have given something. Now the highest stats we have in the Pentecostal charismatic community, about 30% of them tithe. Now think about this. Numbers that uh, can evoke a lot of opinion, that these stats, there's reasons why, right? What I want to focus upon is generosity that's deep down in the soul of each of us in humankind. What could happen if the church would give the biblical command to tithe? If we would teach that and if the church actually gave 10%. Well, let me tell you, here's the numbers. If believers were to increase their giving to a minimum of, let's say, 10% of their income, there would be an additional $165 billion for churches just here in America to use and distribute, $165 billion. The global impact would be phenomenal. Here's just a few of the things that the church could do with $165 billion by tithing. First, $25 billion could go to relieve global hunger. Starvation and deaths would be preventable in five years. Also, $12 billion could eliminate illiteracy in five years. $15 billion could solve the world's water and sanitation issues where, you know, the world, uh, 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 one billion, look at, one billion people live on less than a dollar per day. One billion dollars could fully fund all overseas mission work from U.S. to the rest of the world. 100 to 110 billion dollars would still be left over. Think about that for additional ministry expansion, taking care of the poor right here in our own country. So the 10% now looks really good, doesn't it? Versus the 1% to 3% that we are tithing or giving right now. Those are some amazing numbers that only 1% to 3% of, of people in America even give of their income. But what about the youth culture? What could we do with our youth ministries? I want to give you four ways to see our youth involved in greater generosity and giving. How to raise teenagers up um, in, into this idea of generosity. Okay, Number one, focus on the problem. The real problem is not the money and where to get it. The real problem is the heart. As Jesus said in Matthew 6, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be healthy, full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then, this is what Jesus says, Matthew 6, if then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Matthew 6, 21 through 24. So learning to focus on the problem, and that's the heart. Second, way to increase giving in teenagers' lives. Model giving ourselves as youth leaders. We have to model giving in our daily lives. When young people see us as givers, it will be easy for them to follow in our footsteps. Do they hear us talking about giving, paying for a meal when we go out with them, or even living on less and not wasting what we do have? Because parents give most of the teen disposable income, 87% of that 300 billion of disposable income, 
87% of that uh, comes from the parents to their children. <laughs> so what about asking teens to give part of that to the church, to simply tithe what they get from their parents or from their birthday, right? So anyway, number three, present a cause. Because one thing I have learned about young people in my 38 years of working with them is that they love a cause. When you can clearly define a need to teenagers, they will step up and they'll do, they'll do something about it. Maybe even use their money to do something about it, right? To build a well in Africa or donate clothes for the homeless right there in their own community or go serve at a food kitchen, right? Um, number four, we have to learn to tell the story. To tell the story. The story of giving. Listen, if you praise a kid for giving, they will fall in love with giving. So stories connect them, like the cause, number three. Stories connect them to the cause. Learn to tell a story. Christianity is about story. We must celebrate wins better. Celebrating students who give. Good deeds that maybe a student just reached out and did something or gave something. I understand privacy and motive, and we don't want to just tell people, hey, here's your tithing records. I don't believe, though, that our motives are carnal, mostly. They really are not. And so we need to publish that and tell of the good works and the great things that people are doing. Because I think that when we tell a good story, it stirs others to give also. Remember that teen disposable income and spending in America is $300 billion every year. If we fail to teach and model and create wins and tell story about generosity in our teen's life, we fail to direct that money to the kingdom and its causes. Hey, I hope this was helpful. Uh, thank you for joining us again here at Youthology Resources Live every week, coming to you with a youth leadership topic.